Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for joining us for the Hardwood Boys podcast, episode number four. Sitting here with Brandon and Vic in my kitchen, just enjoying the evening, talking about all things outdoors. Hope you enjoy it. Hardwood Boys, episode four. So last week we talked a little bit about our gear, so I'd kind of like to turn it over to Ken and maybe and ask about, you know, if we could just start talking about how we got our land or where we hunt at and how you kind of ended up on the property that, you know, that you primarily hunt on. Kemper County, Mississippi. Yeah, and I'd like to talk about it because it goes way back in our my family's history. Um, the, the house my grandfather was born in is still right there. I can see it. And we, so that it, I really have a lot of ties to that piece of property. I'm not sure when our family got it, maybe back when the, the whole government was giving out 40 acres and a mule. I don't really know. Um, we've had it for a long time. My great-grandparents were there. Um, my grandfather, like I said, was born there. And then through the years, it stayed in the family, but they turned it into like a hunting camp for local people. We just didn't go up there. We lived in Louisiana, and this is up in the central Mississippi, central east Mississippi, or yeah, east Mississippi near Alabama. So we didn't really go up there hunting much as a kid. I went four or five times. So I have some memories there, and they're, they're awesome memories, but that was just those special occasions. And then about eight or nine years ago, um, my dad decided to buy it from his brothers and sisters. It was in the family trust. And when he bought it, he went up there and talked to the local guys that were hunting it and said, hey, if y'all build a hunting camp, y'all can keep hunting it and we'll just hunt with y'all. And they didn't want to do it because they were local guys, so they didn't want to build a camp there. They could drive 20 minutes and hunt it. So my dad said, well, then y'all are out next year. And guess what they did? What, what do you think they would do? Shoot every buck they see. So we got on the property and there was no quality bucks eight or nine years ago and we're still struggling with that today but but like i said earlier that the, the property means so much to me because it's in my blood blackwater mississippi is it, it's, it's just part of my blood have y'all ever like thought about using protein we did we did one year but it, we didn't follow through with it we just i think what what my i can tell you why we didn't my dad's the backing behind all this he's the one that paid for the land it's, it's his family land and I can tell you exactly, he, he, he'd heard that protein was the way to go. But for some odd reason that year, when we were feeding them protein in the feeders, they weren't coming out during daylight. I don't know if it happened to be just that one of those years when they were very nocturnal. I don't know. But that made him, he, he thought they were eating the protein and not needing to eat anymore. They were full, so they were staying in their beds longer and they would only come out at night, which might be a good theory. I don't really know, uh, but that was his theory, so we stopped doing it, and we just started feeding corn and, and gotcha. food plots after that. Gotcha. Do y'all, um, I mean, what do y'all typically plant in y'all's food plots? Usually, uh, uh, what, what's it, oats, um, the winter oats, some kind of special oats. It, it, right. It's a winter. So you don't do any kind of special? No, we tried clover, but clover is a year-round kind of thing, and if you don't get the rain in the summertime, you know how dry it is up there. It's dead, and you're not going it, to, it's, it's pointless to plant clover. So, yeah, it's, it's winter wheat. My dad does winter wheat. He'll plant some corn every now and then. Um, just in a field to make some cover, really, for deer and some feed. So you, know, you never use any type of, like, the Ragmasters? I have those? tried it, but like I said a couple episodes ago, I, I, when I plant stuff, I never have a chance to go back up and spray for the weeds. Right. Um, so it, it never comes out right, so I've just stopped doing that. I even have two bags of hemp 
that I bought because you told me a couple years yeah. ago to get it that y'all were going to plant it. Sun hemp that is supposed to be great from Whitetail Institute. I got two bags sitting in my shed right now at my house in Past Christian. Yeah, it, it grows, it grows up, you know, it's like eight, eight feet, foot, yeah. and, and it'll give good, good cover, cover for the deer. And, 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 and it's a, it's a good protein for the deer. You know, they, they like it. I've heard it's great from you, mm-hmm. and I, I assume Whitetail Institute, everything I bought from Whitetail Institute, if you can stay on top of it, is great. Yes. But if you're not there, and you don't have, I, we have a farmer guy, a farmer, Mr. Roger, that, who's awesome, he does anything we ask, but I'm not going to ask him to go spray my food plots. I'm just not. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm just not going to do that. He discs our fields. He does all kinds of stuff for us. Um, but I'm, I'm not going to ask him to go spray once a month my fields. He, he, he would probably gladly do it, but I'm not going to ask him to do it. If I can't get up there, then I shouldn't. I should, just shouldn't do it. So, Brandon, how did y'all end up with y'all's pro- property up in the mountains in Georgia? Uh, well, our in-laws probably, I guess, in the late 80s were driving around the mountains of North Georgia, just going down random dirt roads, and they found a foreclosure kind of cabin that was on the top of the mountain. It's very. I don't know how they found it. It's very hard to get to to start with. <laughs> yes, it is. I'm good, good thing yeah, I, I drove how, up there at night. I don't know how you run into it, but they did, and they bought it. But um, So they got it from a divorced couple who sprayed the inside with deer urine and then burned all the doors in the winter for, for heat. So it had no doors, and it smelled you know, fairly horrible. But, awesome. I mean, they, they got it, and kind of redid it and they've had it and then we ended up buying it from um, my mother-in-law maybe about five years ago um, you know her her dad got pretty sick so we ended up just buying it so we could keep it in the family so they didn't have to get rid of it but you know it kind of it kind of backs up to you know a lot of like 19,000 acres of public land so we've got you know all the hunting land we could ever want but we, we we don't have the ability to you know plant food plots or anything like that you can't really disturb the the environment so which is good but we got a lot of hardwoods but you have, a y- you have a yard that i yeah. hunted on yeah that's a food plot yeah which apparently attracts a lot a lot of deer yeah but I it's like just it. natural natural grass that grows there and it's open so the deer just come there you know so um and then Vic, I mean, you've got you've got a great property, um, and you've done your family does a lot of work on it. So we do. We um we have it's between eight nine hundred acres. We've had it for 15, 18 years. I can't be exact with it, and and we got it because it had a big lake on there. You know, not not everybody in our family likes to to hunt some of them want to fish and, and there there's good fish in there I and mean, we've caught some one pound brim out of there we've gotten eight ten pound bass out of there and, and obviously you know we, we catch a, a shoot a lot of deer um so we, we spend a lot of time working on our food plots we have a guy who takes care of that for us we have 10 to 12 food plots it just depends on different years um sometimes we don't plant one or two just just kind of depends on where where we are we we put out some protein during the year just you know early year march to to july that's just really when the the horns are growing but mainly our 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 main food source is going to be our food plots and we plant those 
typically about the first week in October, right when deer season is, is start, when bow season starts. Uh, we don't hunt those obviously during bow season. I'm, I'm not a food plot hunter per se, anyways. I like to hunt in that. It's, it's kind of hard too with the bow, anyway. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, we have quite a few different types of oak trees from the sawtooths to the pin oaks, the red oaks, the white oaks. And you know the sawtooths, they they dump their acorns the the first week in October. I mean they they start pouring on maybe the last week of September, so that you know they bring the deer in to where to where I'm wanting to hunt and and you know go after. And I've seen small bucks in there. I've never seen a huge just something that's just gonna step out and and make me shake when i draw my bow back but you know i've got video footage of eight points and six points in there and i give them hall passes all the time um, you know i'm not eating the horns i'm, I'm really and truthfully hunting for the meat so you know it, it's a lot of fun and we have a lot of family that goes up there and I mean, brandon you've been up there ken you've you've been to our camp you haven't yeah, to your, your yeah. Colorado Mountain Lodge in central Mississippi <laughs> with the 10-acre lake behind it, the big log cabin. Get, get it right. Yeah. It's like 33 acres, I believe. It's, it's, a, it's a big Oh, yeah. the, 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 the lake is 33 <laughs> acres. Yeah. I, I was trying to figure out what he was talking about. <laughs> so is there anything in your food plots that over the years have has worked really well you cocaine know, cocaine heroin absolutely like not none of the sort <laughs> we um we plant the the rack masters or, or something similar to that and that's the main the main source you know it, it, it's got clover in it and, and i mean i was up there the last week in the turkey season weekend before the last of, of turkey season and the the clover was just booming and, and that's you know it's not Solely for the deer because we do hunt turkeys. You know, we don't hunt turkeys near as hard, but we go after the turkeys, and, and we have a lot of turkeys. I have a video on my cell phone from the last weekend of deer season. I had five long beards walk ten steps from me. I mean, I, but but didn't you go turkey hunting? And did you have those long beards in front of you? No, no, no. Isn't that the way it works? No. Yeah. The long beards were nowhere to be found. They were there. I could hear them gobbling, but I couldn't. I, I got on a bird, but I could not bring him out for anything. I mean, he just he strutted in a field right off of our property for an hour and a half. So, Vic, uh, I went dove hunting with you last year. Do you guys normally do anything um, special for dove kind of? From yep. Well, <laughs> you, you know, there's a funny story behind this. A, a couple of years ago, we, we have an annual dove hunt um, every which, single year. Which I have not been invited to ever. <laughs> and you probably won't. <laughs> I understand. Y'all don't like me. You're so, scared of guns. <laughs> there's, there's 10 of us that, that get together every year. And if somebody falls out, we'll invite somebody else in. And once you're kind of in that group... You, you want to go every year because you get replaced and everybody wants to go. I mean, it's a big time. We eat great, pull pork, brisket, just whatever we, we feel like doing. And by the way, we don't shoot any doves. <laughs> I, I don't like any of that food either. We so. uh, but, so we planted our first dove field last year, and it was sunflowers and, and millet. We always planted a little bit of millet, but nothing, nothing serious. We, we In the past... Were, were we, we were kind of outlaws a little bit and you know funny story two years ago 
I'm 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 coming up the road, headed to the camp. And this old guy that has a camp next to us, he I'm thinking he's broke down. Well, he, he was broke down. He was just tracking at a bush hog morning. So I stopped and was talking to him, asking if he needed a hand. And he said, "No, he's no young fella. I got this." And he, he said, uh, "He said, y'all y'all baited. Y'all y'all ready?" And I said, no, sir, I, I don't know what you're talking about. He, he, mm-hmm. he, says, he says to me, he says, we used, to, we used to get a lot of doves around here. Yeah, if you bait them. And, and they all fly to your place, y'all's place. <laughs> so I, you know, I'm like, well, you know, we don't ever just massacre the dove. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll shoot 100 over a weekend. But you're allowed to plant sunflowers, and you're allowed to plant stuff Ye- for dove. Yes, yes, so you, That's correct. not called baiting. Correct. That's called planting Co- and preparing ahead. Correct. Well, um, we, and I, I won't, I will never name any names. I won't ever throw anybody under the bus over this. But I will. One of our, one of our guys <laughs> that, that comes up there, he, he comes in, it was I guess it'd be three year hunts ago. He he comes in with hay. And he puts hay out. And Hay's he, not illegal. He burns the hay. So it's black. Okay. Then he takes chops. Which is crushed corn. Yeah, you can't do that. And puts it over the burned oh, hay. Oh, so the, the black so, so they can see the oh, yeah. yellow so corn. They, they oh yeah, that's that's in. crazy. They bad. zero in. So, that's crazy. So three years yeah. ago, we're sitting there and, and we're hunting and we're having, you know, it's a decent hunt. It's never been like a hundred birds flying over the food plot yeah. once. It's maybe like eight or nine birds at a time, and, yeah. and the majority of the time, when those eight or nine birds fly over, two maybe three get shot, and that's yeah. it. So we're sitting there. And I'm facing south. The way I sit, and I sit in the same spot every single year, I face south. And I'm sitting there, and I look up, and I'm like, is that a drone? And, and you can't hear it, but you can see it. I'm like, I, I think that's a drone. And, I, and so I kind of alerted everybody in the field, and we all just pretty much look up. And we're like, yep, it's a drone. Well, this, this thing's flying over us. And then it leaves. Boom, gone. We didn't think anything else of it. We so kept no one shot it. If I'd have seen a drone <laughs> well, over a field of abated corn, I'd have been running right then. Well, we, y'all, you know, y'all need to we did the drone we, right behind you. We, we, <laughs> they can follow me, but I'm leaving. We we kept hunting. I mean, honestly, realistically, if it's a game warden, he can come right on there. He can see what what we have. We've got doves. It, it didn't matter. So we yeah, kept no, you're on, busted. We kept yeah. on doing our thing. Yeah. So. The next year comes along, that's whenever I see the old man broke down on the side of the road. He's like, hey man, y'all baited up. I'm like, no, absolutely not. So we get ready and and we don't even realize dove season started in like at daybreak. Well, we're so used to dove season starting at three o'clock in the afternoon. We don't even hunt in the morning. We're, We're fishing. And we kind of use that weekend to, to prep our, our shooting houses, mm-hmm. clean up, trim early, trails. Early September. Sort of right, right. Yeah, Labor Day. Yep. Yeah. So um, a couple of the guys, they leave, they go into town, they remove the on beer or whatever. Well, they get back and they're like, man, we, we saw a game warden at the, at, at, the, at the gas station. And I'm like, oh, you know, no big deal. And, you know, the, the hairs on the back of my neck are tingling already. They were tingling. <laughs> Okay. After I talked to the guy yeah. on, on the road. So we're sitting there, and I, and I go out to the food plot that, we, that we're hunting. It's a big food plot, about 10 acres. 
And so I, I get my spot and I'm sitting in my chair. I'm just waiting for everybody to come in there. And, you know, I, I'm seeing a couple of doves and it, it's 250. I'm not shooting anything because I think the dove season doesn't start until three o'clock. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just sitting there. Well, yeah. We're sitting there, everybody comes in, and, and I'm sitting in my little chair, and, and my buddy's sitting next to me, and, and I hear something walking behind me, and that's so why I'm like using my head, and, I, and I'm like, I'm like, D man, there's, there's no way that's a deer. There's no way. We're making yeah, way yeah, too much noise. You don't see deer there. There's, there's, there's yeah. no way there's a deer slipping behind yeah. us. Something, something's not right. So we sit there, and we sit there, three o'clock comes, first bird, boom. You know, there's two or three guys shot. So, we're, we're sitting there, and it's, it might be 3.30, and I shoot last. Boom. I, I go, I pick up my bird, and I'm walking back to, to my chair, and one of the guys says, I hear a four-wheeler. I don't think anything of it, because, I mean, you're out in the middle of the country. The people are all Yeah, you hear four-wheelers, yeah. Next thing I know, this four-wheeler rolls into the food plot, Definitely. and the guy says... Hey guys, unload your unload your firearm for me. I was like, oh no, we're screwed. I I, I just head went down, and so we got, we we all just kind of huddled up over by the by the road right there. And, and he comes yeah. over. There's two game wardens, super cool dudes. I would hate to be a game warden. That's all. Oh, I would hate to drive into a field and ask up ten people to unload their firearms. You you just yeah. don't realize yes. the pressure. As a game warden, you're approaching somebody that has a loaded gun. loaded weapon on ten, their own property. Ten yes. So imagine, yes. yeah, outnumbered by yeah ten to two. So it's, it's, uh, yeah, now we can talk about the game wardens and their pressures later, uh, and we can invite one here to talk to us, and we will. But we'll deal with that yeah. later. But let's go back to so, y'all your story because so, this is great. So he comes. He, so he's got. And we're all around. He's like, hey guys, these are your licenses. This and that and the other. Well, immediately some of the guys are like, I don't they, have. They turn white. Yep. I'm like, you dumbass. I, I said, I tell you what. I said, I'm gonna go to to my truck to this right up the little road right here. I'm gonna get my, my license. I'll come back. So I go up there and they and, were cool with that. You yeah. didn't even have it on you. Well, it I didn't have truck. it on me, but okay. it, I mean, it's on the property. I just didn't have it on. Yeah, me. Did, normally so, they say you have to have it on you. So I go get it. And I come back and hand him my license. So he, he checks everything's good. He, he says to me, he says, hey, "Give me three shells." And I, uh, immediately, I knew I didn't have a plug in my gun. Oh shit! Well, you know, I've had this this particular shotgun yeah, since no. I was. 18 years old. And you've been hunting dove every year with it. It, it's, it went through Hurricane Katrina. I yep. took it all apart to clean it. After Hurricane Katrina, I took my plug out. I never put it back in. It, it's on me. Blame I, it on Katrina. I owned it. But no. <laughs> it's all Katrina's fault. Like Katrina <laughs> I, I, I owned it. Well, I mean, there was three or four guys that didn't have yeah, plugs Yeah, you don't plug in. You know, so. But you had more than three in the gun? Well, no, I only put. I, I yeah, put you put the legal amount in, in chamber the, one, yeah. and then I put two more behind it. I yeah. only put three, three in there. But he said, but "Give me three shells." Oh, he did it, and with your gun, I, I give him he three loaded. shells. Okay. okay, he pops them all in. He yeah. says, "Give me a fourth one." I hand it to him. You're thinking, I'm like, I don't even uh, need to hand you this sickle. Yes, yeah. fudge sickle. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> I got an over under, so I don't have to worry about it. is good. Brandon didn't, didn't kill any doves. So we, we're, <laughs> I shot one tree. Come on. We're out there, and I mean, this thunderstorm is, is coming. 
you know, typical south yeah. south weather in the summertime. They just roll up on you. Well, I mean, it's it's a half a mile from where we are in the woods to the main road out there where the game warden's vehicle parked. So we told the game warden, like, look, just just hop in the hop in the vehicle with us. We'll go up to the camp and you can do your stuff at our cabin and ride the weather. So that, they were real cool with. It. So so we all pile up in in a couple of trucks and we ride up to the camp and and so he proceeds to start writing tickets. So. You know, I've, I've never been ticketed any time hunting in my entire life. I have and not either. I have not either. Right now, I will never be ticketed again. I can assure you this. So, my ticket was hunting over a baited field in an mm-hmm. illegal possession of a migratory bird. So, I got two tickets. Why, would, why did you have a legal possession? Be- because I shot the bird over an illegal field. Okay. Okay. That's a $323 ticket. So the first ticket, the big ticket, and then the second one was just added on because you killed a bird over a baited field. Correct. Okay. So I get that. I could potentially get a third ticket hunting without a plug. Super cool dude. He said, I tell you what. And he told all of us, all of us didn't have plug. He said, Y'all have been polite. Y'all have, y'all have, fight us on it. You know, there's no issues. We're not going to write any of y'all tickets for yeah. not having a plug. Yeah. And this is how cool the game wardens were. The guys who didn't have hunting licenses, he didn't, he, they wrote tickets out. They did not issue them. They told them, you've got two weeks. Go get your license. You get your license. You I'm going to run, yeah. your, I'm gonna run I, your, I, your numbers I respect in that. two weeks. If you don't have a license... I'm going to submit this ticket. And I respect that. And, well, that, and that pays their salary. Oh, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, those game wardens were super. We tried to get them to eat dinner with us, but it, it just yeah. coincides alligator season up there. <laughs> coincides with the opening of deer season, and they're like, no, we got to go take a nap. Alligators, alligator season opens tonight, and we're, we're, going, we're going after some up alligators. Up there? Are they going yes. after alligator? They know alligator up there. Yes, they there have is alligator. alligators up there. And they were Kemper going, County. Yeah. I don't know if it was camping down. They're not going to tell us where they're going. Thank y'all for listening tonight to Hardwood Boys Podcast, episode number four. Uh, Remember to subscribe, follow, um, review us. Leave us a review so we know what y'all think of of what we're doing here. Also, you can send us an email um, to communicate with us at hwboys2020 at gmail.com. Send us a picture of you, your kids, first deer, anything. Maybe we'll send you some hardwood boys gear. Also, if you're climbing in a tree, don't forget to harness up. Thank y'all.